What up, this is your boy DJ EFN. You might know me as a drink champ, but first and foremost, I'm a proud father. I linked up with two of my other dad homies, Manny Digital and KGB, to start the Fatherhoods podcast. Each week, we bring you insider hip-hop stories, parenting, and advice and therapy. The saying is true, it takes a village, and we humorously serve as each other's trusted counsel in figuring out how not to screw up being a good dad. Fatherhood's Fatherhood's Podcast. Beats, rhymes, and diapers. Yo, Fatherhood's fam, when you're out and about with your baby and they start wilding out, what do you do? Most dudes are fumbling through the traditional baby bag their lady prepped for them, trying to find that one thing that will calm the kid down. That doesn't have to be your life. Dig no more. The firstborn diaper backpack from Fly Dad has over 21 compartments to have everything right where you need it to be for you and your baby and keeping you fly through the process. Get $20 off when you visit flydadgear.com slash fatherhoods. What's going on? Fatherhood is back in effect. Manny, what's going on? We don't got Kether today. No, he's uh, busy lifing. <laughs> but but we're here, though. We, gotta get- we have a perfect replacement for him today. Someone who's no stranger to the microphone in front of him, the homie Chuck Dizzle, and pause in case people who need pauses for that shit. Oh Wait, God. why would there be a pause? Yeah, oh, I don't know. I feel like you, because you, you, you in New York, everybody in New York pauses for everything. You just never know, right? Is, is so, Chuck a so pause just worthy? In, just in Dizzle? case, just in case, a microphone in front of you oh, when, when the microphone God. should be in front of you. See, I'm not. Deserves like that, a pause. <laughs> that shit is that way like PS- PTSD right there, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'll be around Nori too much and the New York side, bro. And they just everything be pausing is pause. for everything. I you say that. something innocent, pause, pause. What the fuck? You got to pause for? I don't get it. There's no, <laughs> no intention in there. You know what the you know what the problem that we have is like here in New York and people that fuck with New York is like you you on the defensive all the time, right? So you always trying to like. Right. Yeah. Step ahead, and then that you don't makes get one everything. Up. Yeah, that yeah. makes everything suspect. So you always like when it doesn't even make sense, and I blame yeah. Kevin for that. Right. <laughs> anyway, the whole thing into the game. Back to our special guest today, uh, Chuck Dizzle, Homegrown Radio, Real ninety two three. Uh, I'm sure way more things than that, but but you know, as far as I'm concerned, he's a media veteran at this point already you know what i'm saying Damn. he really puts on from for really is my original crib which is la where i'm originally born he is he's like a, a staple in la um and just you know and he's a father which is the most important thing in this podcast mm-hmm. you could be you could be the, the an astronaut and that shit don't really matter in this podcast as long as you're a father <laughs> as long as you are a father Wait, you also do, you also do, I don't know if it's a segment, Chuck, or what it is, a full-on podcast in and of itself, but you do. What's a podcast? A podcast. A podcast. It's a a Latino (laughs) podcast. It's a podcast. (laughs) A podcast? You're talking about dad vice, right? Yeah, dad vice. Dad vice is a segment. I mean, it it, it kind of, we'll get into it, man, but it, it really stemmed from me being curious about about fatherhood, about like being in this space of media, right? And being extremely busy and just not knowing like how to kind of like tackle that and actually the first person i asked was was nipsey man rest in peace nipsey hustle wow. and i'm like wow. yo bro like you got this is right when victory like he had just announced victory lap so he was in that that space in that run of like getting the album going he, he had stopped off at the station and chopped up me and head on homegrown and i'm like bro like before we do anything or like in the middle of the interview i'm like how how do you do this as a father i just found out i'm gonna be a dad in a couple of months like how do you do this and he was just like he gave me some advice from there and i'm like Yo, that'd be fire to ask fathers their perspective on fatherhood um, and, and just get that. Because every, as you guys already know, every person has a different reaction or a different right. response. Even if it's the same answer, their perspective and their own twist to it is a different answer. And I get gold from it every single time, man. So wait, so what did Nipsey tell you? So he he told me, he said, man, be 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 sharp about your time. He said, me, I'm, I'm, I'm a sniper with my time now. He said, if it ain't about my kids, I'm not there. You know what I mean? I'm very mm-hmm. intentional on my time. And and for the most part, a lot of a lot of fathers tell me that same thing. But the way he told me it, it made sense. It is something I actually implement to this day. Like just just the other day, I got hit up to do two events. And I'm like, bro, I can't do it. I'm 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 with my kids that day. I'm not, I'm right. I'm not gonna risk that. For me. Being being there in these critical moments the first couple of years was so important for me, especially with my first one, because my first time being a father. Right. 
And I didn't really know how to like navigate the time. It, it kind of, I, I have a little more sense of how to do it now, but that first go round, I'm like, yo, I don't want to miss a moment. Right. So right. it, I, it just stayed true to me. And I'm like, okay, I, I, I was a sniper with my time, you know, and I made sure that I, you know, tur- I, I, not to this day, I still turn down things because of that. You know what I mean? Let me ask you this, because because I have that same that same <laughs> thing that you just talked about the same thing, you know, and I actually get mad offended when people kind of like either don't understand it or want to ask too many questions when it's none of their business mm. as to why I won't do something or won't go somewhere. And I and I start like in my mind, I got beef with this person. <laughs> like I, I like I get mad offended. I'm like, yo, what you you ain't you ain't a parent? What you ain't got kids? <laughs> like, what the fuck is your problem? Bro. You don't understand. And, right. and 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 to be honest, like I do in a sense, take it personal, too, because like yourself, like people know that you're an active father. Like, so it's like, bro, right. why would you why would you ask so many questions and, and not understand? Like, yo, this is important to, to, to my life. Like and for what but what it does, EFN, what it does for me, it shows me how to place you in my life. It's like, oh, OK, you don't get it. Cool. That's all good. Right. I just know how to how to now compartmentalize you in my life it's like you're, you're not as important as i thought you were you know what i mean and it's i don't necessarily have beef with them but it's like it places them in a certain uh lane in my mind now you know what i mean yeah my, my cuban anger comes out sometimes <laughs> let me like, ask fuck fuck let's define you got is it a two-year-old three i got uh one's gonna be five in a few weeks right. and then I one we, just me- What's, what's yours is like mine. What's your second like, one? My second one is going to be yeah. Uh, well, he's he is a uh, damn. What is he? He's born on. I'm still getting that. That's still fresh for me. So it's February 27th. Okay. So that is a is that a Pisces technically? Yes. Yeah, because I have a February 29th and Got she's you. Pisces. And so the first it? one, yeah, and that that so that one's gonna be what I mean two months now. Oh, so still, mad. the weeks yeah, still is super the, fresh. Super still in fresh. baby stages, right? The first one, he's a Gemini, and that's the relax, right relax, man. No, relax, relax. No. I love y'all, but damn, my my son's a Gemini. My second oh, one, my a June God. Gemini, which I say I'm a May Gemini. I always say, nah, all the wrong shit about Gemini's is the June Gemini's. He's a June <laughs> Gemini, so yeah, he's a June Gemini. My bro. son is a is is June second. When I tell you hot and cold, it's like. What? What? A, he'll wake up the angry, not the angry. I'm not gonna say angry, but he'll wake up and just in a funk. Like I'm not trying to do nothing. And then ten minutes later, hey dad, good morning, I love you. It's like sour and sweet, man. Hey man, why are you, why are you describing Gemini's like that? I'm just saying. I, you know what? I because I had I, it's I like a cancer. Love Gemini's. It's not like the cancers. Love, you know what? I'm not gonna lie. I I I'm still the, a lot of the, the zodiac shit. I don't really understand too much, but right. I know for sure. He's definitely like two different personalities. And I, you know, I always hear that about Gemini's and I never really attached it to, but for him specifically, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, you're a real deal. For what they describe as Gemini's, you are one for I sure. I mean, Pac embodied that for sure as a Gemini. He's a June Gemini. We facts, got the best facts. MCs. Gemini's got for the best sure. MCs. So sure. he was, he was born, he was gonna be born. I'm a big Pac fan for the for the record. And he was actually going to be born. He was his, his due date was June 2nd. Right. But he ended up being wow. uh, two weeks late. We It was a whole ordeal. I'll, to, I'll give you the short story. We were supposed to go to a birthing center that didn't work out. Uh, end up having to go um, to the hospital, getting damn near like an emergency C-section. It was it was a wild, wild, wild situation. But he was going to be born on. I thought he was going to be born on June 16th. Then I thought he was going to be born on, I think, Ice Cube's birthday is the 15th. So I'm like, oh, it's going to be one of them legendary days, like, whatever. <laughs> but he ended up being born on the 18th. So, but Cube, you know. that's not a Gemini, right, at that point? I Cube's think Cube, yeah, yeah, Cube's a Gemini, Don't I believe. Don't tell me that, because I Cube's think Cube is a Gemini. Has always been one of my favorite MCs of all time. and I, But I never I knew him wrong. as a Gemini. I think he's on that cusp part. Hold on, but I'm if he is, that would be wild, because Kendrick, him... Biggie. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was. It was it was no, it was Kendrick and Pac. That's what it was. It was okay. Kendrick and Pac. Sorry about that. So May 21st through June 21st. Oh, so yeah. So Ice Cube is a Gemini. Get the fuck out of here. Ice Cube birthday. Oh, yeah, Did June 15th. Yeah. Him said? and yeah, him and him and Kendrick, I believe, are the same day, if I'm not wow. mistaken. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That makes a lot if more sense. If not his days me. apart. Yeah. That's Damn. crazy. And you know what's wild about your story, too? So my daughter just turned five. 
Mm-hmm. And, she, and I remember, yeah. her story was a, supposed to be a birthing center and we ended up going to the hospital. Didn't work out. But then my son, um, he was born during the pandemic, during quarantine and he, birthing center, it all worked out with him. But he's the Gemini. She's a Taurus. She's she's in May. Oh, and yeah, I'm in May. My girl's yeah. in May. And then my son's in June. I'm a May baby too, May 7th. So yeah, Taurus gang all day. May 6th, baby. Yeah, May 6th. Yep, yep. <laughs> so what, what was funny is that so he was born, his due date was June 2nd. We thought he might have came early to be a Taurus, you know what I mean? Um, and then when it fell back again it, it, uh, with those two dates with, with Kendrick and then Pac, that same weekend was Father's Day. So I'm right. like, oh, he might be born on Father's Day. He ended up being ended up being born on Monday, which is the following day. But it was just a <laughs> wild, wild weekend, man, when he was born. Uh, but as you already know, man, like, they, and one thing that I've learned from this experience, every kid is different, right? Mm-hmm. So the experiences I thought that I was going to have with the first one, we didn't have with the second one. The, the second one, calm. We, we end up still going to the hospital, but it was a it was a hospital that was. Um, Salute to them because they they kind of understood more like a holistic approach. So they allowed it's kind of graphic. They allowed my wife, they did a C-section, but they allowed her to grab the baby from wow. That's yeah. cool. That was the first time the hospital ever done that. And so the the our, our, uh the midwife, she was just, I mean, everybody, the whole process was just so smooth. And I think that that gave us a chance to have that moment that we didn't have with our first one. So wow. now it's like, for us, it's like completion. Like, ah, oh, we got a chance to have that moment of, oh, looking at your kid for the first time, crying and just having the very yeah. first one, super emergency. We didn't, I didn't even know if my wife was going to live or not. Like I, it was wow. either my wife or Trust my son. It, that was just, it was just wild. So to have this with our second one is like, we all felt like, Man, this is amazing. You know, an amazing experience. So, yeah, same here, man. Same thing. My son, he, it was smooth. Like, she had him in the tub. It was a birthing center. My mom and her grandma was just chilling on the couch. My daughter wow. was watching the iPad. Like, if nothing was happening behind her. Let me ask you this, bro. So, did, was it because of the pandemic that you guys decided to go that route again? Or was it because for us, we, we were kind of like, man, I don't know about the, we didn't have the best experience with the birthing center because they weren't really being very communicative. So that was another reason why we're like, man, let's just, we, we kind of know the structured system that a hospital provides and we, we're going right. to go, we did our research with it. But for you, was it because of the pandemic or was no, it? No, we, we changed birthing centers this time, but the first one was cool. There's things that we would have liked to have been better, but the midwife was amazing. Got it. And we wanted to get the same midwife again. And what was cool about the first time that it didn't happen in the birthing centers, the midwife was also a nurse at the same hospital. Got it. So it was like VIP treatment, like, you know, like having a concierge. Like, right in, yeah. And, we, and the birthing center was across the street from the hospital. Oh, okay. Got so it. we just went right over. She, like, took us right up. She knew everybody. So it was, like, easy, like, high-fiving the doctors. And, and it was all good. But And then my son, like I said, you know, we, we just changed birthing centers. I think it was right before everything started happening. We were already in that birthing center going through the process of what was going to happen. And then it just happened to be that it it worked out because, you know, you hear all these nightmares. I mean, did you guys No, you guys didn't have to give birth during quarantine or anything like that, obviously. Nah, right uh -uh. right, right before. Yeah. But I heard a lot of horror stories of people, you know, the, the, the fathers couldn't go in, family couldn't go in. So in this situation, it was quarantine time, but. It was like just a, and we were like the second or third. It was a brand new birthing center. We we're like the second or third baby born there. And um, and, they give and, you a plaque, bro. This should give you something. <laughs> no, nah, but they, congratulations. What, what, what was weird is they took a picture of us, and oh. and someone just just had a baby. They're like, "Yo, I just saw you, you guys in the in the in their board." Like, oh, that's, that's a little I'll weird. The brochure. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's a little weird. You know, because we were like out of it. We're like yeah. tired. We just got the baby. They're like, can we take it? We're like, yeah, whatever. Like, like want to oh, get out of here, man. bro. You're the case study. <laughs> but, but what was dope about that that experience is that we went to the birthing center and literally within three or four hours, we were out. Really? Yeah. Like because too? Like there's no nothing. Everybody. Like it was, that was a little bit surreal. Like one minute we in there, my, my girl's screaming. <laughs> she's in the tub. Baby pops out i'm holding the baby they're just checking for vitals blah 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 and then they're like all right cool here's sign these papers 
and you out and we back like, at the crib before the, the next <laughs> right <laughs> like the sun's not even down yet you figured out dinner plans like what? i was like i'm like holding the i was like is this safe like <laughs> yeah. i don't know <laughs> we stayed at the baby right here <laughs> for at least i think 24 hours or 48 hours yeah. the last time that shit was it was cool though but it was it was a little a little weird shit i yeah, don't remember, I'd, I'd be I don't remember this <laughs> I don't remember you telling us that. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yo, wait, real quick, before we lose like the the train of thought around this, because we started the conversation around like how to manage time and how important you know trying to do that is. Chuck, I wonder, do you have methods, tools, frameworks that you use in order to like really be intentional about managing your time and like holding holding to it? The the thing about us, man, I think because I, you know, I I I do radio, I do obviously media with with iHeart. So not only am I here in Los Angeles, but they have me over fifty different markets in uh in this in the, the country, right? Go ahead, dust your shoulders home, off, home, man. Yeah, I got to a little bit. Like, yeah, I, that I'm, syndication I'm getting, popping. I'm getting, you know, I I got to get a little more intentional about uh, uh, receiving the flowers and talking about. Usually, I'm I'm Fuck more yeah. like ah, don't talk about it, but whatever. So nah, with with to. doing that and doing homegrown. We have a strong, and my, my wife being a chef and her being an entrepreneur, um, we we have a very strong support system. So that allows us to kind of maneuver in a way that a lot of people aren't able to. And because of that, it, it allows us to kind of have a different framework. So like right now, my, my, my wife's mom is watching the kid, right? So it's like we have a calendar of like, okay, hey, can we... This is what I got going on. So me and me and my wife, we share calendars to say, look, this is what interviews I got going on. This is what events are going on. Hey, can we make it happen? First of all, if not, then it's just me and you. We have to figure this out. Right. We we got to cancel the event. Can't do something. Literally put money off to, to the side so that we're able to kind of have those moments of like, it's just us hands on or, hey, can somebody from the family pitch in? Uh, so on the daily, a lot of our as as scheduled as our 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 um schedules are it's a little kind of like the framework is wild because it's like as much as you try to plan shit things change as well but i think because of our support system it allows us to kind of make things happen so exactly for today like she's watching the kid until like 12 or one of this west coast time um then i'm kicking in for the next couple of hours until wifey gets home and then so we's like we it's it's always a like <clears throat> all right i got your back you got my back this is what i got going on we just really we really over communicate what's happening so that a lot of things don't slip through the cracks all right, but you what's said, the what's the ugly side of it? You you painted that picture way too good. <laughs> no, no. It, so the ugly side is, yo, you didn't push it in the calendar. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> yes, and, and that's me. That's me. Right. I'm one. I'm one that I think that I. No, I told you I'm interviewing so and so today. I got. I have to go to the station. Like there's certain things. Like I, I'll tell you, certain people I can just brush off. But then there's other ones like, yo, yo, we got so and so we interviewing right now. I cannot right. miss this. Like. I, you know, hey, you got to watch the kid right now. We got to figure it out. So, like, there are those moments where she'll say, hey, look, I have a wedding that I'm doing. Like, these people pay the deposit. So, fuck whoever you're interviewing right now. <laughs> I have to get this money. So, we both kind of go back and forth with that. Some things slip through the cracks. And again, by the, by the, by the grace of God and our, our support system, we can hit people up at the last minute. Like, okay, your mom's not available. Okay, my mom. Okay, my mom's not available. Man, my little niece. All right, my niece's not available. All right, we got... Uh, a, a really good couple that's friends with us, right? And our, our sons are the same age. So we kind of trust them with watching our son. So it's like, yo, look, I know it's last minute, but can you pull up real quick or can we drop, you know, the kids off or at this now it's kids, which is wild saying that yeah. out loud. It should just be one kid, but yo, can we drop the kids off? It's like, so it's, it, it gets crazy, but in those like heat of the moment um, times that we have a support system we can fall back on but if if not that we just in the house looking at each other pissed because one of us had to cancel and the other one didn't so so what i took away from that and it's something that we use in our household and e i don't think you've done this shit yet but like sharing a google calendar is everything and then second over communicating so like yep. we always get caught like somebody every now and again we're getting better over time but like every so often one of us forgets to put you know something on the calendar and we have that that kind of situation Bro. a lot of the time my wife to her credit she's like she sacrifices mm-hmm. and i you know i got to i got to kind of meet her sometimes too and be like nah fuck it it's not that serious i'll i'll take the l here yeah but it just it's a training mechanism to get you on the same page going through those rough spots but that shared google calendar bro yeah it's it's the best tool i've ever seen 
yo, like for example, for today, like I, I told her weeks ago, I'm like, hey, look, I already misscheduled me going on this podcast because of the <laughs> Atlanta trip that I had. Then we just came back from Vegas. And I'm just like, look, I know you have to go prep today for the event. But look, I put this in the calendar weeks ago, so <laughs> figure it out. And then, you know, our moms end up coming and we, you know, made it work out. But yeah, it's some things to get slips through the cracks like that. And it's funny going back to when you said about maybe canceling things and stuff like that. It's funny because in recent Drink Champs scheduling, because Drink Champs is wild the way that we we do things. It's like I always tell people we're like firefighters. We get the mm-hmm. call and we come. But as, you know, one kid, maybe that's doable. Now I got two. And I've been trying to figure out, okay, we got to, you know, rein in this a little bit. Right. And so there's there's been episodes where I just, I didn't go. You know, I told Nori, wow. I, you know, and I've told him, we've talked it, right. about it before. And I was like, yo, because I'm like, we got to try to like organize this in a way yeah. where there's some kind of a schedule, even if we block off a certain amount of days, but there's got to be some kind of schedule to this. And there's been, maybe I think in the past couple months there's been like two episodes and people were like oh offense, i'm not on the show anymore i'm like no nah, that's not the case I at all <laughs> in fact you know i am the boss of the, me and nori are both bosses of the show we own the oh, show yeah. so there's no, there's nothing that's gonna happen to me but it came to a point where i'm like you know what it is nothing's more important and i've said this all the time nothing is more important than being present and the one thing even though it might not seem significant to other people is like when your kids are expecting you to be there for them for whatever reason an event or or maybe it's just that day you committed to doing all the regular shit that they do usually with their mom. And they find that to be like, like, cause I'm not usually the one that takes them to school. I'm not usually the one that, that takes them to the daycare or do or does something after school with them or whatever. So I'm like, I'm committing to it. I'm not going to pull out of that. Absolutely. The last minute because, you know, and unfortunately the amazing thing that we got going on on drink champs, but it's like, yo, at this point, this is more important. You know, we got to make sure that there's a balance to it. I tell, I tell you, like my own um, personal trauma with my father has been square. I mean, it's several things, but the biggest thing for me has been, um, I said trauma. Like the reason why we have kind of a little bit of a turbulent relationship is because saying you're going to be somewhere or do something and not showing up. Yeah, like I don't give a fuck about. Christmas kids and none of that shit matter. It's like, yo, you said we're going to go to the park. Oh, that's a good excuse or some other shit comes up. And that, that to me is like the biggest thing with my kids. Mm. Like I know how those little things over time creates that pattern and that habit that the kids will take with them, whether it's you're doing the right thing or you're doing the opposite. So, so I think that's a hugely important thing. And in the microcosm of like drink champs or you know what you're doing, Chuck, it's hard because you've got this really amazing moment that pops up that, you know, can be a, a potentially a game changer or really engaging opportunity for your audiences. But man, if you committed to taking a kid to even the park yeah, and that conflicts like that shit, it sets a tone for them. Yeah, it's huge. No, and, and it's funny, as you said, that thinking about my childhood, so. You know, I come from a broken home. I, my dad was there, right? My, but my parents broke up when I was like eight or nine. I got divorced, right? So I remember a time when my dad was in the house and when my dad wasn't in the house. And, you know, we'd have to, I have to go visit him on the weekends and things of that nature, right? And throughout that, even with, I, I remember even with my mom and dad, they were both like, they both worked a lot, right? And when I got involved, you know, I wasn't really into it like that. But when I did have sports, T-ball, you know, the basketball or whatever throughout the years, I just remember, especially like as I got older, them not being able to come to my games because of work. So mm-hmm. it's like, ooh. I, and, and it was never, hey, I'll be there and I, I'm not, I'll be there and I just didn't show up. It was like, yo, mama got to work. Daddy has to work. I don't get off until this time and the game's already up. Like, it, they just couldn't do it, right? Um, So for me, I, I think that's why I overcompensate with that time a lot, right? I remember, you know, being that latchkey kid and you know having to get carpool rides and getting dropped mm-hmm. off at home, having a key when I was in the second grade to get into the house and being home until my mom had to get off of work um, and, you know, figuring out dinner for myself. Or, you know, so I remember all of these moments. So for me, I overcompensate that time I have with my kids now. So for me, that's why I can, I, I feel comfortable sacrificing those moments because to right. me, that's, it's so important. I don't, I never want them to have, 
that that time of like, oh damn man, daddy had to work so he couldn't, you know. And and if right. it happens one, once or twice, because you know it does happen, but it's not a it's not a an overall theme. So like to your point, if I'm the one that 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 gets up and takes him to school, you know, I'm I'm there, I'm very present, and I've I've made it a point to be present early on because I know you know my schedule pr- might change at some point in time. Right. But I, I want ha- I want to have that solid foundation of like, damn, your dad was the one that you know he was the one that got me up, got my lunch ready, packed it, you know, <clears throat> took me to school, all of these things. So it's like that heavy balance. And, and even recently, um, we just signed my my, my son up for t-ball, and like that whole situation is kind of funny now because even to your point, I'm like. Oh shit, I scheduled it. I didn't realize his practice falls on the days that we typically record homegrown. So now I'm like, oh, okay, I have to figure this. I have to reschedule homegrown for the next seven or eight weeks. You know what I mean? In right. terms of like doing that to make it work out. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's it's all about consistency. Like what you're saying is it's like for me, I don't take the kids to school, but every morning I'm a part of their morning routine. And every night that I'm around that I'm not working, I'm a part of their night routine. And they're so used to that. Like when I work, that's to them is like, oh, dad's not here. And it's like a big impact for them. It's not normal. Yeah, it's not normal. And, and you know, we got to say something, both of us and and even Manny as well is like, we have to appreciate that we're we have that luxury where we could be there because, you know, there might be listeners right now that that work that nine to five or that they corporate job or, or, or whatever kind of job that they work that they to put, you know, you know, food on the table. They, they don't have luxuries with their schedule. They, they don't have flexibility. And so we do, I do appreciate that. But at the same token, that doesn't change how much. If I could have 100% with the kids, yeah, I'd be there. And what's funny, too, is that I think sometimes people on the outside, they look at it like, oh, damn, you know, you, 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 uh, like it's a, like it's a chore to have to be home with your kids or, or doing stuff with the family. And it's like, oh, your girl got you like that. It's like, nah, bro. This is, this is, this is me enjoying my time with the kids because life is too short, man. And just like you, I had a, I come from a broken home and my dad wasn't around and I'm, I'm probably overcompensating, but I'm cool with that. I'm a okay with that. (laughs) I'm a okay with that. Something to say, like even the people that don't have the flexibilities that we have, the time that you do have spend it intentionally. Right. Right. Cause, cause I think that still makes a tremendous impact instead of you being like on your phone as soon as you get off from work and like not paying attention to your kids or like sitting watching the game or whatever, like you'll find a way to get your enjoyment time, but really be there for your kids. Cause there's days that I might be out of the home for 10 hours. Right. And I come just before I got to tuck the kids in. And even though. I'm tired. I may, I may, I might be eating right when I get home, but it's time to tuck the kids in. I'm putting down the spoon. I'm that's what I'm gonna go do. And it's five minutes, but that five minutes is part of their lives and their routine. And they, they feel, you feel like, all right, cool. I can go to sleep now. Like it eases them. So you got, you got to make the time. Exactly. And like you said, be intentional with that time as well. Cause you know, I know I, I, I noticed with my son, he, he 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 get i think he's starting to get it and even if it's something where i'm watching him play with his ipad right you know it's something but that's a whole sometimes with devices you want them to kind of be off of it but if that's their thing and they they enjoy it as long as you're there with them doing that mm-hmm. sometimes that's just enough you know what i'm saying and like we sometimes we look at it as oh man i want you to be off your device and let's let's spend time it's like no but that time is just being present you know what I mean? And like you yeah. say, if him, they they internalize that, they get it like daddy's here. That's cool. This is my world. It was funny. I was talking to uh, my therapist about this not too long ago. And <clears throat> so one, one thing, my, my son is like super over conf- uh, affectionate. Right. And I'm like, yo, sometimes I, we have to start teaching them about boundaries. Like, hey, you just can't hug strangers. OK, kid, like <laughs> you, can, you just can't like certain you just can't. You just can't go up and kiss people like that. Like, so we have, it's, it gets to that point with him sometimes. Right. right. And she, the, she, the way she framed it, it made me feel great as a parent. She was like, he just comes from a loving environment. Like that's mm. all he knows. So that, that's a testament to what, what you, what his world is and what world you guys created for him. Right. And I'm like, damn, it's funny how I went through the mode of overcompensating because I can literally count my, I can probably, my, when my father was alive, like throughout the whole time, like I 
maybe kissed. We probably kissed each other like four or five times. No pause there. Four or five times, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what's coming. Four or five times, right? And, and I'm talking about like embrace, hug, kiss. Like I'm, I'm wrapping right. all that into one. So, and I, I remember like in the first year, you know, I'm showering my son with hugs, kisses, and even to this day. So it's like, that's what he comes from. And now it's it's manifesting in, in other ways. And it's like, okay, I have to look at it in a different way. But it's dope to see that in his world, his world is so full of affection and, and love and embracing. So um, I've definitely overcompensated for that. And there is, it's ways I have to kind of work on that. But I'd rather have that issue than, you know, something else. You know what I'm 100%. saying? Yeah. Yeah. I'm same way with my, with my kids. I, I'm over affectionate. My son is mad, like open to it. He he's he's affectionate too. My daughter's hardcore though. <laughs> She's the one that you know you go to give her a hug and she turns her head and oh, you give her a kiss and she puts yeah. her head down. Like it's like, come on, yo, give me some. <laughs> she, she's the target. Is it all girls? Because yo, my youngest is the same. I gotta keep telling yo, give me your cheek. Yo, <laughs> give me your cheek. And my oldest, so real quick, my, my oldest, she's 16, Chuck. I don't know. You probably don't know. Yeah. This. So I have a 16-year-old yeah, yeah. daughter. I got a 10-year-old son. I got a 7-year-old daughter. My 16-year-old daughter is the least affectionate of all my kids. And, you know, we, we like, bug her a little bit. and We, like, random acts of kindness and affection. We'll just run up on her and, like, grizzly bear hug her ass. And, oh, like, she don't like it. <laughs> her on the cheek. And she's like, 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 you're doing something bad to her. So yesterday I'm sitting down, I'm eating and she comes, hugs her mom, which we looked at each other like, like <gasps> then she comes to me, which is a, a harder thing for her. Like her mom is a little bit easier for her to be affectionate with. She comes to me and she gives me a hug. And it's one of those like, you know, if you give somebody a hug, you like really like, you know, close in. It's yeah. a little loose and she's doing like the little like soft pat on the back. Yeah. And and I'm like, normally because we joke around. Normally I'd like push her off or like you know if they. But I was like, nah, yo, like I'm, this I'm coming racing this. Yeah. yeah, she she doesn't do this. So I came, I closed in, I hugged her, and I'm like trying to like get really close and into my wife snapped the picture because she's like, yo, I don't know when we're gonna see this, gonna ever see this again, <laughs> right? <laughs> and and it was it wasn't like her clowning or anything. Like I thought at first it was her joking around, but I, my wife was like, yo, she's you're really trying. And she's like, I am. And I was like, Oh shit. This is like her, like natural emotion thing. I was like, right. awesome. Dope. But, but it's to the same, to the same point. Like we have that kind of household also where it's like embrace love. And like, we really like fuck with each other like that. Right. And my kids look for that. My two youngest in particular. Mm-hmm. And with, with, the way they interact with the world, it becomes a challenge because you gotta, you don't want to like stifle that, but you almost have to explain when the appropriate times are and not because the other person may not be receptive to it. And it might blow up their entire like understanding of how to be. That man, you, you said it so perfectly. Like I'm, I'm witnessing that now again, taking my son to T-ball, he's interacting with other kids and I'm like, yo, like, I get it. You want to you want to embrace everybody. It's OK if somebody's not receptive to that. You know, not right. everybody's going to want to give you a hug. Not everybody's going to want to give you a high five or even want to talk to you. That's OK. It's it's fine. Just be you. So it's like I'm finding myself having those conversations with him now or at least trying to and, and really helping him understand that, yo, look. It's a tough world out there. You know what I'm saying? Just be you at all times. But it's 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 wild to hear here, here, you going through that. I mean, I don't know. It's, 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 it's great to hear it too, because it's like, okay, I'm not alone in this shit. You know what I'm saying? And not the, for me, I think as a father, the one thing that I don't, and I'm going to, going to go through, but what I don't want to go through is not have an answer or not be able to explain something. And when I have those moments, I'm like, oh shit, how can I explain to him? Like, okay, boundaries and you know, being cool with somebody and understanding like, okay, well, the strangers, like we, we just had this conversation of, um, you know, we were in Las Vegas and again, he's super talkative with everybody. So strangers come up to him. Hey, how you doing? Hi. You know, I'm just like, <laughs> look, that's fine, but you can't do that with anybody. So we, we, we're starting to teach him this thing. Hey, if somebody asks you to do something, right. Just ask if, you know, can you go, you have to ask your mommy and daddy first, because mm-hmm. I don't want to turn him off of the fact of like being nice to somebody, but there has to be clear boundaries between when somebody does come up to you and, you know, uh, just making sure that the, the you know, 
there there is that boundary in in, in and out where we're supposed to be. Yeah, and it's a dangerous world out here. Dangerous world, bro. Dangerous. I mean, world. I I think it's it's really important to find a way to navigate that without shutting it down, right? Because a lot, I think, a lot of the things you hear nowadays when you you know when you hear people with mental health issues or feeling alone or like outcast, it stems from them not being their authentic self or being allowed to be that, right? And so, if that is innately who they want to be. We got to find a way to put them on the track for them to encourage that, grow that, be that, while understanding the surroundings and how to like move in the different circles. Because just because I am, you know, boisterous, let's say, right, like doesn't mean that like that 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 E wants to fuck with that all the time. So I got to know how to like manage relationships and still try to be me, but be mindful that maybe being me a hundred percent may not always be the right thing in a certain situation right it's it's mad difficult but i think we're in a time fortunately on this side of things where that can be better understood and we can navigate more easily versus when we were growing up oh like my God, yeah. bro, those conversations like, wouldn't be had at all like yeah, right. you you said therapist earlier yo you know the kind of shit you would be getting if you said therapist 20 crazy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So it's, I mean, I'm, I'm thankful for that. We got a whole bunch of other problems we got to sort through while we're right. raising kids. But from an emotional standpoint, I think there are better avenues for us to be able to explore that and nurture that versus when we were growing up. Yeah. No, I'm, so, I'm su- so, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say, I'm super, your point too. My one thing that, that made me appreciate this a lot more. Um, so my father passed away about 10 years ago, 2011, right? And our relationship, again, broken home, but he was still there. So I would visit him all the time. He, right. he was very present. Like it, it was, there was, he was always there for my birthdays, always there. I was always there for Father's Day. Like we were, we were that, right? Um, and, but he was never affectionate, never affectionate, mm. just super stoic face, all that, right? Um, and we would always just joke about that. Like, man, why are you always so, so hard, so rough around the edges? And man, I'm so, I think what allowed me to process his death, we had a conversation like, few months before he passed away and it was one of those things of like backstory we were doing what we did homegrown at in our apartment early on was the apartment building that he owned right so he was like look son look so at 16 he gave me a car right and at at this age he was like okay i'm gonna here's here's an apartment for you or whatever not and i'm saying it in a way where it wasn't like he just handed me the keys right but in his in his mind he was compensating for not necessarily being there He's like, look, I don't understand the world that you live in in terms of like the 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 media space and the entertainment, but I see what you're doing. I love what you're doing, and I want to contribute some way, some shape, some form. So these are the ways that I just know how to do it. I just know when when you're a teenager to give you a car. I know, uh, you know, whenever I can, you know, when it comes to money wise, if there's money I can give you, cool. And in in this sense, he was like, okay, I see that you're doing this thing. I don't understand it, but you know, you need a place to live. Here you go. Boom. Right. And he, okay. So prior to him passing, we had a conversation because we would never like really go out just the two of us. It would always just right. be family events. We would go over there, just kind of hang out. Right. So before he passed, I was like, man, let's go out to lunch, man. It's just me and you. And that was one of the best conversations we had because I saw him kind of break down in a way that I've never seen him. And when that, this is like literally probably the maybe the second time in my life that I seen my father cry. And he was like, man, I'm, I'm just sorry that I wasn't emotionally there for you. And I'm like, you're having, to, what are you, I'm surprised wow, you're, you're even saying this. Bro. You're having a breakthrough. He said, he's like, but the way I grew up, it was just, that just, that never happened. Like my father was never affectionate. We grew up, you know, we was eight of us and boys. He was like, eight of us boys. So it's like, we just grew up to the point where it was like, man, you got to be a man, blah, 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 this, 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 that. And I never understood how to be affectionate when it came to you guys. I always, he said, one thing that you guys didn't know, I, I was always there. I was always watching. I was always present. And I, and I felt that in my life, but there were times I was like, damn, man, I would, I would love to just play catch with my pops. I would yeah. love for him to pop up to a game. And like those things that you would see on fucking family matters or sitcoms, yeah. and, you know, little, little classic moments like that. And so I'm telling them all this. I'm like, I, I w- really would have loved that growing up. He's like, I get it. He's like, but 
that's just not the way I grew up. And I was so, to your point, if he's like, I was just so, I, I was so fixated on making money and providing for you guys that I wasn't thinking about investing in you guys emotionally. All I wanted to do was make sure you had a roof over your head. I wanted to make sure you had clothes on your back. I wanted to make sure that you had the things necessary so you can actually live. He's like, I wasn't thinking about hugging you, kissing you. I wasn't thinking about none of that shit. He's like, cause I never right. got that. And I, you know, I turned out okay. And it, it, it allowed me to understand the type of person that he was right. I already knew, but for him to kind of say it, it, it felt a little different. Right. So months later when he passed, I'm like, Damn, I'm so glad we had that conversation. Cause had we not, I would have been like, damn, there's there's things I wish we could have said. I would, there's conversation I wish we could have had. Um, so for me, that allowed me to process his death a lot. You know, you never get over anything, right? But that allowed me to process his death a lot more because we had that that in a way like a goodbye conversation, which is so weird to think about now. It was like literally three or four months prior to him passing, and I'm just like, damn, I'm so glad we had that moment because. You know, had it not, I, there would be a lot of, you know, voids that I probably wouldn't be able to fill because of, you know, the man that he was. By chance, was he a veteran? Nah, he wasn't a veteran. He was, he grew up in the South um, from Memphis, Tennessee, moved out of here when he was like 22, 23. So he was a part of like the so Watts th- Riots. In the thick of it during the, in the South also. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So he he grew up in Watts that Riot, and then right. moved out here, That's Watts crazy. Riots and, and, but he was, it was so funny because I would always ask him like, yo, what, it, what, because I, I was really intentional about when I went in my journey in, in radio, like what you wanted to do as a kid, like what, what did you want to do as a, as a kid? Like, what? he's like, I just want to make money. He's like, mm. I didn't give a fuck about no career. My mom, on the other hand, she, you know, she had aspirations of doing things, but she also like, to your point, Maddie, she sacrificed her whole shit for, for me and my sisters. Right. So for me, it's like, I don't know. I, I, I have this this sense on my back. That's what makes me kind of go hard for what I'm doing now. It's like, yo, you guys provided everything. You, you literally laid your life on the line and stopped your life so I can do what I'm doing right now. Um, and to, to kind of like bring it all full circle, like with my son now, like it's, it's early on, but I, those are the type of things that I want to make sure that I have for him. I want to have the best of both worlds where I can provide him with everything emotionally, provide him what I can financially, but at the same time, push him to do Whatever the fuck it is, he wants to do. You know what I'm saying? I don't know right. what it is now, but you know, make sure my sons are, have that. You know, when when we're when they're growing up. Yeah, I asked you if he was a vet because there were some similarities in our story. My dad, in terms of his lack of emotion, he's a Vietnam veteran, so he had definitely had PTSD that he never dealt with. So you know, wow. it, it, it got transported into other things like alcoholism and and drug abuse and stuff like that. And and then before that, you know, the way he migrated from Cuba to to the United States was pretty wild. He came really young by himself. Um, but then the other thing that resonated is that I, he wasn't around much and he would leave. And, and there was a lot of like violent shit that happened with him and my mom, you know, around me and shit that was fucked up. But then when he did come around, as I got older, the only way he knew to do anything was like to, to buy me something like, so yeah. he did get me my first car. He, he eventually, he was the reason I, that I have turntables, turntables are right in front of me. My wow. first techniques because I, you know, I, I couldn't afford turntables and I'm here like trying to DJ with two double, double tape decks, you know? And yeah. And he caught my first turntables, which changed my life. Right. But at the end of the day, it's like the other side of it is that as much as he did provide some financial stuff that did change my life, the flip of it is I would probably would have traded all that if he would have just been able to have an emotional side and kind of come to grips with, with his past. But the thing for me is that I, and it's kind of like the communication thing that happened to you is we didn't necessarily communicate, but me kind of understanding, trying to get an understanding of his life, maybe be able to forgive him, which took a load off of, off of me. Um, but still dealing with it because he's still around. He lives a few miles away from me. I haven't seen him in years. And really? since my daughter was born, because I tried to connect, reconnect with him so that my daughter could have a grandfather. And, and, and now I have my second, my son, who's about to be three and, and he hasn't really come around. And it's really more, he, the PTSD has gotten worse for him. He's fully now fully disabled uh, veteran, got the dog and everything. And, and so, you know, but, you know, I'll just leave it alone, but I'm always like in between, like, should I make the effort again? But then it's like, like, I don't even know what to tell my kids, like, you know, about like, he sent them a cards for their birthdays. 
And I'm like, I don't know what to say. Like, is this your grandfather? Like, you know, when they see shit in cartoons and there's grandparents, I'm like, yeah, I don't know what to say. He's the last. Well, I'm the last. I always think of my grandparents, but it's my mom who they see, and then it's him, and and they just don't know about him. Like my daughter met him, but she don't remember him. But they have a good relationship with your your mom, with my right? Mom, yeah, yeah, my okay. mom. Yeah. yeah. So what? So have you? I know you reach out to him, but do you ever? And this sounds weird, but do you ever just pull up on him, like? With the kids around? I did that before with my daughter. Mm-hmm. And it just, it was just mad awkward. Weird. And, and gotcha. yeah, it's just, it, I mean, I did it and, and it was cool, but it's just like what I needed from him was for him to just Make show that, that, as well. that he won. And so I, what I do now to this day is I send him pictures all the time, yeah. like of the kids. And I let, and, and I, t- I talk about on, on here all the time. He's just like, cute. Cool. They look <laughs> just they thumbs look, up. <laughs> they look healthy, like mad quick. Like I'm like, my man, give me something else, bro. Like, come on, dog. You know, and and my worst fear is uh, that you know I don't think he's doing well in health wise, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, bro, like I don't want him to pass away, and and then I have like a bunch of regret that I didn't try it. But I, I mean, I just don't want to fuck up my kids by them being like, okay, this is your grandpa, huh? And then he's yeah. don't come around, you know, like right, right, right. And right. then they you feel like it's them, difference. you know, like yeah, it's just yeah. it's mad weird. Uh, I don't, I, I don't know. That's it. The only reason why I ask is because if you know what he's dealing with, right. And you know, you're dealing with a limited time. You don't want to hold that regret when it, when, when unfortunately something does happen. So it's like, if you're, if you're making those attempts and your kids see that you're making those attempts, I think that they, you know, again, it's about, it's about that conversation. I think they'll, they'll see like, damn, we tried to go see pop pop, but we pulled up on them. Like they'll know that you made that effort. You know you'll make you've made that effort. But if everybody just kind of had a standstill and you're waiting on him to kind of like do what he may not do, then it's just kind of like you you you. I think you see what the future is gonna hold. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, don't, I gave up, bro. He said, "Fuck it, I'm done." <laughs> I gave up. I'm gonna send you his pictures. He's gonna thumb it, thumb it yeah, up. Yeah, I'm That's just it. like, look, man. I just feel like the pictures he should be he should Something, be like right. fucking inspired. Like, yo, I gotta I gotta swing through. You. I tell him. You could yeah. come to the crib. I've invited him in the past to birthday parties saying, I know he's not going to show up. Now, oh, again, damn. mind you, partially I have to say it's probably because of his disability now. Mm. But it's not like he's immobile. He could move around. Gosh. He could. He has to take the dog. It's a big-ass dog he takes everywhere. Um, And the dog got the vest with the purple hearts and looks all oh, legit shit. and shit, you know. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I mean, talking to, even right now, I'm like, damn, maybe I should give it another shot. I just would hate to put to confuse the kids with oh wait we got a grandfather yeah and he lives right here i think if then, you set the expectation though like in in the way you the best way you can i don't think it's a bad thing like yeah that's your grandpops you might see him sometimes he never might- met he never met my son and I then know. i gave my son my son's middle name is my grandfather's name who i had a really good relationship with his father which is his mm. father and he even told me when i told him like why you give him that name Oh, come on, pops. I'm like, come <laughs> on, man. <sighs> but see, again, you knowing how he gets down, I, I don't know if this is like something that you dealt with throughout your whole life. Like, that's just, man, that's just pops. Like, that's just, that's just who he is. I mean, I, I, throughout my whole life, I was just bitter against him. I'm like, this dude mm-hmm. abandoned us at the worst time, you know, like, it was just wild, you know. But later in life, as an adult, I'm like, all right, man, I'm over it. Like, yeah. I get it, bro. Like, you went through some shit. That I I couldn't even imagine myself going through, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the, the traveling, coming from Cuba, and then going to war, and and you know, and I went I, through my documentary series that I do, the coming mm-hmm. homes. Yeah, I went to Vietnam, and I went to the battlefield that he was in, and I was just like, damn, this dude was. Was here. that the one that imagine. Dizzle that Dizzle was doing? The I think I did. I want to say I did Cuba, Colombia. No, you did. Columbia. I think you did the Vietnam one. I think was you that hosted one? that one. Yeah, the one that. The one oh, that I went shit. to, you know. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. That's I think wild, so. bro. What you don't know, Dizzle, is that. So I was there. That trip. Not Vietnam. No, not Vietnam. <laughs> but the screening in LA mm-hmm. and, that you hosted. And right after that, us getting together over there, we started this podcast. Really? There you oh, go. yeah. Wow. Damn, dude. Full yeah. circle. Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, I, so I, I want to switch gears just a little bit because um your your new father again right two month old child yep. um and we we got you the fly congratulations bag. bro oh, yeah thank you man Congrats. I appreciate that first and foremost 
so we we sent you the fly dad bag um for you to to see to see if it helped you right so what i try to do is i try to find people that uh i know are in that life stage Mm -hmm. and then pick a few we don't have you know we're small startups still so we're trying to figure out like who we can give stuff to that we think it will actually make a difference in their their child rearing not so much like oh let's see if they show it off i, I don't give a shit about that really right. i just want to know like yo does this do what we intended to do or not and we, we haven't actually that. had the conversation yet you gave oh. me a little bit but i want to hear your take how has that worked out for you let me just say this i'm gonna be completely honest it, about, it came yo, Real quick, just disclaimer. I I I I've met Dizzle now. Well, I can't even call the first time really meeting him. So mm-hmm. let's call this the first time we actually meet. Right, right. One and two. I've not paid him to say anything. I'm assuming this is going to be good. This shit could go sideways. But you, but you are <laughs> taking it in as a as a right. shameless plug, right. <laughs> as you should. As as you, plug. Look, yeah. clip it up. No, right? Yeah. No, this is this is it's super clutch because when I got it right, I was I was moving around and the time that it came was right yeah, right that was good i had to get me. one in yeah you got me. but it, you got me. but it depends on who came right right <laughs> like why is it pause like oh that means that god. you had the pause right. moment in your oh mind oh my god <laughs> the time that it. it arrived all right the time the bag arrived it was right before the trip to atlanta that i took a couple of weeks ago so i took it as a selfish thing i'm like yo i just need something to put my, my stuff in when i tell you bro Cause I went there for, for business. So mm-hmm. it, it, it fit my roadcaster. It fit my, 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 my laptop, all the wires, all the cords. It allowed me to charge my, my computer and my phone while I was out there in the airport. So I use it strictly for personal reasons, like not even for my kid shit. Right. right. For the first go round. So I'm like, yo, this, and it's du- like, it's durable to the point where I wasn't worried about, I mean, it's going to crack my screen on my computer. It's going to mess up my road. It, it didn't do any of that, right? And then I saw all these other compartments. I'm like, yo, okay, the bottle can go here. Oh, damn, it's got something for the wipes. Cool. So on our Vegas trip, I doubled back and took it with all the equipment. And I was able to use it on the traveling stuff when we went out to Vegas for, for, for both the kids. So, bro, when I tell you it came in clutch because the, the, the backpack that I have that I usually travel with, it definitely wouldn't have been able to do none of that. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. I, I want to say thank you first and foremost for for, for sending that over, right? But the man, I'm just telling you, it it really came in clutch in those two trips that I just took a couple of weeks back. Again, one more personal, more business, and the other one for the kids for sure because it had. I think I was more impressed with that battery pack. I'm just like, oh, so this just it doesn't have just the charger for the phone. It has, you know, the, the phone, the, the, uh, the, the computer and any other devices you pretty much want to use. It has, I think I was more impressed with that. And then the, obviously the, um, the, uh, the different sacks right. for the, I don't say sacks, sorry, the different compartments, <laughs> different compartments for the bottles and the wipes um, and, and how it's sectioned off in the middle where it's two different things. Like I said, I was able to fit some certain things in one side and the other side and not have to worry about it being smashed. So I, what you guys got going on is amazing, bro. And I really, I sincerely, I meant, I, I, I still plan to post about it. I still plan. I wanted to just give you the heads up about it, but I knew we were going to have this conversation and I want to tell you, man, thank you so much because it really, really came in handy for sure. I appreciate you, bro. It arrived in handy. Can I say not say came? Yeah, you you good. I just had to do it for came a fact. in handy. Don't, yeah, don't, nah, don't be bullied like, by these New York yeah, pauses. Like, now I'm now I'm worried about it. Damn. We start second guessing <laughs> our language right. and shit. Like, jeez. Like, but nah, it's it's for sure. Uh it, it came in clutch. Now nah, I do appreciate it. That's dope. I'm glad to hear it, man. I, like, yo, keep me posted if you have any feedback or anything. But um, yeah, like that's gold, man. So I appreciate you. And we got for a new sure. new new color scheme coming soon. We got some word. Yeah, actually, I might. Let me show you the same. Let me see. Let me see. I mean, it's nothing crazy, but. (laughs) So it's 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 all all black. Black finish. Nice. Right here. I changed the handle scheme on it, too. So it's one handle. This compartment, you notice that it sticks up here, right? Did you Mm -hmm. beat that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, And yeah, so just different fabrics we're messing with different color ways. We're going to have probably some, some Laker colors maybe for the, for the West coast affiliates over there. Hey man, Yeah. So we're, we're going to do some things. 
Nice, man. I, I I see what y'all are doing. I, again, I appreciate it. I salute it. And anything that I can help out, spread the word or, you know, whatever whatever you need on my end. I, y'all got my full support for sure. Right. I'll, I'll definitely be that. in touch. Yeah, please do. Please <laughs> Manny, do. Sure. Manny will be. Oh, no pause for that, huh? Oh, yeah, right. Oh, <laughs> You're going to be in touch, huh? Pause. What you touching on, Manny? <laughs> Get off me. Get yeah. off me. <laughs> no, man, look. Thank you so much for the time. I wish we had more. Um, whenever we're out in LA and I'm with E, I, we definitely need to do something. Like, please, even man, lunch, something. I got um, to do the pod again, and we'll bring Manny please. along. Yeah, what's so what's so funny is that when we did the pod last time, our whole lives were different, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. Drink Champs was just starting up. I remember asking, yeah. like, man, so what's the plans in the next five years? And, <laughs> you know, to see what's what's been going on. Congratulations on, on that, you. and then obviously with fatherhood, man. I mean. That that's just an amazing feat in itself. It's like our our lives have completely changed yeah. and been different. And uh you've you've remained the same, stay the same individual. You've, you know, just just been a great, great person. Anytime I reach out, I don't reach out much, but when I do reach out, you're always gracious with your time and just reaching out, supporting what we do on our side. So I appreciate you. And Manny, thank you so much again for just staying tapped in as well and, and shooting that bag over. And uh, this is just the, the the beginning of a of a dope relationship between the fatherhoods, you know. Let's go, man. Appreciate you as well, bro. One last question for you before, just to flip it a little bit. So Mm -hmm. you do your segment, Dad Vice. Now, I got a question. What Dad Vice have you applied Mm -hmm. in your life recently that you think would be helpful for for our audience? There's two. Well, okay. Let me give you, let me backtrack with a couple, right? So first of all, one of the best advice that I got was from Chance the Rapper. He literally taught me how to potty train my first kid. And the reason why, because I didn't understand like the whole concept of just, yo, just let them, let them, let them piss on themselves and let them feel it. So he, he was, he, he was really instrumental in telling me like, look, the diapers are cool, but the moment you take those off and just let them sleep regularly, they're not going to like that. And the earlier I did that, that's when Charles, my first uh, son, he started to kind of get the concept like, oh, wait, hold on. So he, in, in the middle of the night, if he like wet himself or whatever, like whenever he had those moments, he did not like that. He he like got on it a little quicker than I think he probably would have had I not, mm. you know, if I just kept the diaper on him. Right. Another thing, um, understand that these are for, 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 for those that have multiple kids. Right. And somebody recently told me this and I didn't get it until I, my, my second son got here. Your kids, are gonna, every, every you have to treat every child different. What worked or didn't work with the first one is not going to be the same for the second one, right? Mm-hmm. Or the, the, I can't speak for, for after that. But for me, in my case, it's like, I thought, oh, okay, I got it. Smooth. Yeah, we, we, I understand how this goes. Nope. It's a crash course. It's a new kid. We were talking about affection. My second one, who's only two months, he's the one that's like, mm, mm, no, no kisses. <laughs> get off of me. And I'm like, damn, this is already too much. Whereas I remember my first one, he was all, all smiley, Hug y'all already in in those early stages. So understand that you can't treat it's 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 not um, a carbon copy. You can't do the same thing from the first and the second one. So right. understand that, and that's how you tailor to raising uh, the, the the kids that you do have. And I mean, I'm gonna just double back on the time situation, man. Just be be present. You know what I mean. Be intentional with your time. You and these for the, for those that that may have that work situation where you you necessarily you can't be there, but if you work a nine to five, make sure that that five to nine, you're mm. there and, and that intentional time that you're there and you're spending it with them and, and you're sacrificing whatever you possibly can. You know in your life what you can eliminate and what you can't eliminate. Right. You know what I mean? For me, it was drinking. And prior to, to my son coming here, I, I made a decision to stop drinking. So I've been sober seven years now. Salute you um, and that was that, Thank you, man. Wow. That was prior to my son getting here. And I felt like I don't know how I would be as a father if I was still drinking. And that's right. not to say anything about those that do drink, but for me personally, in my story and for what I do, I don't know how I would be. I, well, I know how it would be. My my fatherhood patterns would be different for sure because I would have, I wouldn't know how to sacrifice my time when it comes to that because I know there would be a certain amount of time of partying and doing that. Like me, I know I wouldn't be able to do that. So I'm glad I was able to kind of remove myself from that lifestyle two years prior to my son getting here. Um, so yeah, be intentional with that time. And man, just love on your kids, man. Love on them. Love on them yeah. and spend that time with them. Be gracious with it as, as much as possible. 
And that's those are the things that I obviously apply. You know, the, the advice right, that right. I've gotten. From You're not just throwing it out there, like ah. I'm not just throwing it out. You should there. do I this. Do I read it. It's a good quote. <laughs> it sounds good. I read it. on page three of this manual. You know what I mean? I haven't yeah. done it yet, but I haven't done it yet. Let me know how it works for you. <laughs> nah, dope, man. Appreciate but, you, though. But thank you guys for having me on. I appreciate you even reaching out and wanting me, uh, me, me oh, being a part of this. And absolutely, it, it, it means the world, bro. For real, I, I love what you guys are doing and keep going. Thank All right, you. bro. Peace. Peace. Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be a father to your child. Be a father to your child.